war in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to the John DePietro Show. Folks, right now it is 106 on this Tuesday, and you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Folks, this portion of the program is watched by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Stop it and see them. A great meal is waiting for you. Delicious food. Of course, inside. Eh, you don't want to be outside today, but whether it's the dining room or the lounge, they're waiting for you. Plus, football season is here at the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. All right, I want to get up to speed on some of the news. Obviously, folks, now the weather remains. Um, the weather remains, the without question, obviously, the, <clears throat> the top story here. And I want to just see where we are with uh, some of the flooding. By the way, it's also, as I mentioned, primary day in Massachusetts. If you're voting there, good luck to Jeff Deal. Um, let's see. The AMP. A 10-year deal worth almost, well, 900000 naming rights at the convention center. Amica and the AMP. Um, let me see. Um, regarding right now, I can't believe Senator Whitehouse sends an email blasting last supporting James Diosa. Wow. Wow, that that is a joke. That guy's completely incompetent. The Providence Journal had a good piece. Diosa made mistakes that were hundreds of thousands of dollars in mistakes. And um and on on top of that, it uh let me just check this. Um Right now, all right, so the weather and the roads continue to be a problem. Let me just see this interesting observation. Well, I'll go through that in a minute. I want to play some of the the storm info and the stories from yesterday, which, again, I, I'm just saying that this, the McKee people are out trying to make excuses. It's God's fault. No one could have prevented it. Blah, blah, blah. That is... I don't believe that. We have spent hundreds of millions on the roads. And that flooding yesterday, they are very, very lucky that, you know, there wasn't a real tragedy and someone um, could have, never mind if there were school buses, actually could have drowned in their vehicles. That is an absolute disgrace and complete incompetence. Rain continues to fall after the massive flooding. Boy, those photos from yesterday were just <laughs> unreal. Um, all right, I want to hear some sound, some of the local news coverage. People are urged to stay off the road. Yeah, Labor Day, September. What's the wintertime going to be like? I, I don't, now people, oh, it's Ramundo's fault. No, it's Dan McKee's fault. He's in charge. Hey, if you want to take the bows, after there is a winter storm and you want to say under me, we got, you know, the plows and blah, blah, blah. Then then you're responsible when things don't go right. Can't have it both ways. So let's listen to first. This is um, 
Channel Channel 12. Okay, here we go. The rain is continuing to fall in southern New England. So again, we had that massive flooding on Labor Day. And at this hour, the impact of that heavy rain is still being felt across the area, including at the Providence DMV. It's closed because flood, floodwaters, excuse me, were creeping in this morning. Oh we'll have a live report God. on that in a moment. But first, back to the big problem yesterday. This is Interstate 95, Thurber's Avenue curve at about 3 in the afternoon yesterday. It was shut down for a few hours in both directions as the rain just kept pouring down. Again, the impacts felt for several hours on your Labor Day. The storm drains were eventually cleared and certainly a much different scene right now. Just after the noon hour today, a live look from our DOT camera right at Thurber's Avenue. Certainly those roadways are wet and it is a good idea to still take it slow. And just to recap another problem we had yesterday, look at this building collapse that happened in Providence on P Street. Thankfully, nobody was hurt, but police had to close off the area, telling people to avoid streets in that area. Our Pinpoint Weather Team coverage will head to Brittany Schaefer in Providence. For all the latest details in a moment, first, TJ, what is the situation this afternoon? Well, the rain is a lot lighter than what we had yesterday. I call it a light to moderate rain. And most of the area, just a, a plain old uh, green, which indicates just a, a lighter rain at the moment. We'll have to keep our eyes on streams and rivers over the next 24 hours. That, I think, is probably the biggest concern that we have going forward. Do you have flash flood warning for parts of Connecticut? That's where likely some of the uh, heaviest of the rain will be falling today. Taking a look back at what has fallen this area here. Providence metro area back through Situate and into Connecticut. Five to nine inches and the latest info from Cranston, 11 inches of rain has fallen. Uh, just a lighter rain for the rest of the afternoon with lots of clouds, obviously. Temperatures standing in the 60s, so it's kind of cool. We'll see that light rain turn over to a drizzle as we head into late afternoon. Now in a little bit, we'll take a close look at the rest of the week. We'll let you know if we'll be drying out. Full seven-day outlook coming up. All right, TJ, thank you. And our Pinpoint Weather Team coverage is continuing. And again, we saw those flooded roads yesterday. And we're also learning about a building that was forced to shut down today because of the ongoing situation. Brittany Schaefer is live on the road in Providence for us, bringing us up to date. Well, Danielle, we are just about to get onto 95 and want to show you what that Thurber's Avenue area looks like now today. Of course, yesterday, the highway was completely underwater, leaving dozens of cars stranded in that area. And today, as the rain continues to come down, we're seeing a much different story. Let's give you a look as we head on to this on-ramp here, stuck behind an 18-wheeler. But you can see the roadway is, of course, wet with a few puddles, but the storm drains are doing their job, and there hasn't been any extensive flooding in this area that we've seen here today, but that isn't the case for many other areas in Providence. Take a look at this video that we shot earlier, DMV workers in Providence arrived this morning to find the building flooded. The floor coated in about 20 inches of water. All protests and appointments are canceled both today and tomorrow at the Providence location as cleaning crews work to dry the space and assess damage. Spokesman Paul Grimaldi tells me hundreds of files and their computer system are damaged. Today, I spoke to people who were dis disrupted today by the closing and also people who were affected by the flooding while driving today. Well, it's, it's raining out here and uh, it ain't all that fun. But uh, uh, maybe tomorrow I can get it done. 
maybe day after sometime this week. Four in the morning, went to go Uber for a little bit, and there was a lot of puddles everywhere, <laughs> everywhere. Um, got stuck. I kind of like just, you know, got stuck in one of the puddles and then noticed afterwards something kept scraping on the bottom of my car, and I hit a pothole on top of that. So now I have to bring it in and get that fixed. here to 95. People do appear to be taking their travels a little bit slower today. We're going about 45, so just a little bit slower than the speed limit as people continue to deal with this rain coming down. You can see we're about to hit that Thurber's Avenue sign here in about a mile, and as we take this turn here, you can see this is where the highway was completely underwater. In this very spot where we are driving right now, people were stranded for hours and hours as crews work to get those storm drains clear. You can see today just kind of a few puddles on the side of the road. Of course, the rain coming off of people's tires, but much different scene here today as people have their wipers and high beams on throughout the day with the rain expected all day. So make sure you stay with 12 News both on air and online as we continue to bring you the impacts of the severe weather. For now, live in Providence, I'm Brittany Schaefer, 12 News. Thanks, Brittany. And a quick reminder, if you don't have it already, how about scanning this QR code with your smartphone to download our Pinpoint Weather 12 app? It might actually help you avoid situations like the one we had on Interstate 95. Crews are continuing to make sure those storm drains are cleared away so you can stay up to date with alerts on any weather events you need to know about at the location of your choosing. You can also watch all of the latest weather videos as they come in. Well, folks, again, yesterday was completely unacceptable, completely unacceptable to most people. I am telling you right now, that should not have to happen. They clearly were not prepared. Flood that remains as rain continues to fall. And now they're going to be screaming. How about the kids at Brown University? They're going to be screaming about uh, global warming and climate change and blah, blah, blah. What an absolute disaster and joke yesterday. I want to play some more sound. This is Channel 10, um, who also, I mean, everybody, folks, this, this is ridiculous. I mean, these people just don't take it serious. You, you need this in private sector. You'd be terminated from this. Let me hear. This is... Um, all right, this is Channel 10 for and South, I believe. I mean, hours ago, I'm sure many drivers didn't think it would happen, but take a look at this right now. You can see traffic moving both south and north. This after a massive hours-long backup was caused earlier today. I mean, we want to show you video from that earlier, basically turning 95 near the Thurber's Avenue curve into essentially a puddle. Cars were actually stuck inside of it. You can see many of the drivers just backed up near exit 18 right here on 95. It really just didn't seem like there was going to be a whole lot of movement here, but eventually the water levels dipped down. Rideout crews, rideout crews were on scene addressing this situation, and NBC10 actually spoke with a man who was there in his car waiting for just the inevitability to move. You can see that folks, like, people are out of their cars. Some people are on the other side of the freeway over there, um, and we're just stuck. You know, we're not going anywhere. Um, we've been here, I've been on the freeway, like, everyone for an hour now. Wow. 
Yeah, he was on there for an hour. Some people were on there for about three hours earlier. Now, this overpass right here, right by exit 17 going south, there were actually a few people that got out of their cars trying to, when it, once that water filled up exactly, and were standing on a median. They were standing on a barrier down there just to try and get out of that water, to try and get out of that situation. Now, it does appear that most of those cars have been cleared here tonight for both 95 South and 95 North, so traffic is picking up again. A lot of residents need to be aware of the slick conditions still here because while it might not be a swimming pool anymore, it is still a little bit slippery. Live in Providence, Cal Domowski, NBC 10 News. All right. Now, again, it was um, challenging, folks. I mean, this was not, I was not going to go out and try to get coverage of this in, in the rain and then never mind the roads are not safe. Um, no, it is inexcusable. Part of their job is to be ready for something like this, not make excuses about it. We're talking millions of dollars that are spent. Let me hear another uh, flood remains threat with uh, NBC 10. They receive, the state gets millions of dollars to be prepared here. And this was unacceptable, inexcusable, and sheer incompetence. Period. Full stop, as David Sislin would say. All right, let's hear this. What a difference just a few hours can make. The rain coming down much lighter than it was just an hour ago. If you were watching then, it was heavy downpours, but we are not in the clear just yet. As you've been hearing, Christina, forecast all morning, the rain will continue throughout the day today. I am on Allen's Avenue in Providence. The roads are passable, so that's good news compared to what we were dealing with yesterday. But there is still some buildup on the sidewalks and right off of the exits. If you look behind me, this is Thurber's Avenue. You can see cars getting off of that exit, having to go through those puddles. So you definitely want to take it slow, take it easy on the roads today. Like I mentioned, though, this is not like what we were dealing with last night. Take a look. This is Charles Street in Providence. It's exactly what you don't want to do. The DOT tells us several cars were towed off of Charles Street because oh. of this, driving through floodwater and having to be rescued. This is just one of many areas across the city that dealt with with flooding, the Thurber's Avenue curve being one of the areas hit hardest with the storm drains getting backed up. We went straight to the DOT to figure out why this keeps happening. It was designed and built in the 1960s. Mm -hmm. uh, we have experienced uh, some flooding issues there in the past, but that's mainly because the, um, the, the rainfall that we received in that area exceeded the design capacity. says they were preparing for this rain since last Friday, but so much rain in such a short amount of time does overpower that drainage system. And we're going to check in with MBC. You know, I, I, I'm sorry. I just, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. They should have been better prepared. They should have been better prepared. All these years, that's never happened. And they've, they've never had more money than they have right now. I, I don't, I, I, I'm just, I'm not buying it unacceptable completely unacceptable and and governor McKee, no no way then then we then we can we should have someone else then we should have someone else doing it um they're obviously not up for the job they're clearly not up for the job and so maybe it's time to to find someone who is because that that is that was that is third world they want you, right now it's folks, it's 121, and you're listening to the John DiPietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. They want you to 
exist in third world conditions, period. How about this? Joe Biden calls his own commerce secretary, Secretary Mundo. <laughs> I don't know if I'll, I don't feel like playing that. Um, there's still fallout. I get it. There is still fallout from the, um, from the, from the Biden speech last week. That was such a damaging speech. The other race that people are paying attention to is this Pennsylvania Democrat Senate candidate. He's Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman. And he will not debate Dr. Oz. Listen to this to the teachers union. You're going to be the first people I call if I win. And, and pretend that I know exactly what's needed. I'm going to turn to you. If you send me to Washington, D.C., you'll be the first people that I'll call and want to sit down and meet with and find out what you need. What would be most helpful? How can we be most supportive? What are the resources you need? Because ultimately, you're the professionals. I'm not going to tell you how to do your job. You're going to tell me how I can do my job better to support all of you. You know, these are, this is the same crowd that they don't want the parents involved in the classroom. Let me just hear. I'm seeing that. One of President Trump's attorneys is again making a television appearance, which I don't agree with. Mayor, but let me just hear her. Here we go. Meanwhile, we have Hunter Biden, who has, you know, the laptop from hell. Nothing's happening there. I don't even see them raiding his home. It's- I, I don't know what I don't know why they're putting her out. <laughs> I don't know why she's going out there like that. But Governor McKee yesterday Folks, so just call it as it is. That is completely dropping the ball. That is ludicrous. Route 10 completely flooded. 95 flooded over. People trapped in their vehicles. Totally, totally, completely unacceptable. There's no reason for it. There's no excuse for it. They, they, they don't make no mistake about it. it should, what happened yesterday should never happen. What happened yesterday on 95 should never happen. And to make excuses or, you know, they can't control the weather. And this, it's, no. How about this uh, story of this, uh, the um, Memphis, body discovered in Memphis, the school teacher. She went out for, isn't that she went out for a run? And the subject is going to appear in court. I think she went out for like a morning jog. It's a horrible, horrible story. I want to, um, I did, I've been following that somewhat. Um, Let me just find this. All right, CFO. Urgent search for the missing Memphis mom. Suspect charged violent abduction. Listen to this. This is terrible. They did find the body. Eliza Fletcher was seen by a surveillance camera being forced into a vehicle on Friday, oh, and now a suspect God. has been charged. Mola Lange is in Memphis with the latest. Good morning, Mola. Well, good morning, George. Even with a gruesome discovery by authorities overnight, Eliza Fletcher still considered missing this morning. The 38-year-old man police say abducted her will be in court later today. He's currently being held here at this detention center in Memphis, charged with aggravated kidnapping. 
Overnight, Memphis police confirming that a body was found some seven miles from where Eliza Fletcher was abducted, but adding the identity of this person and the cause of death is unconfirmed at this time. The investigation is ongoing. The mother of two and kindergarten teacher was snatched while jogging near the University of Memphis four days ago. The 34-year-old Fletcher reported missing by her husband after not returning from an early morning jog Friday. Police say around 4 a.m., this surveillance video captured a man jumping out of a black GMC SUV, running aggressively towards and struggling with Fletcher, then forcing her into the SUV. Oh. Seen four minutes later, driving off with the young mother inside. She has not been heard from since. Fletcher's family, desperate for her return. We believe someone knows what happened and can help. Sunday, police locating the SUV with Cleotha Abstin inside taking him into custody and charging the 38-year-old with aggravated kidnapping and tampering with evidence. A police affidavit describing evidence investigators say they've gathered Abstin's DNA on a pair of sandals found at the scene and Abstin's cell phone pinging in proximity of the scene at the time of the abduction. And one witness telling police she saw him cleaning the interior of the GMC Friday and washing his clothes. Also, according to the affidavit, authorities finding Fletcher's water bottle and cell phone near the scene. It is a tremendous help to be able to link suspect to victim as quickly as possible. Hours after she disappeared Friday, police seen collecting a laptop and garden shears from Fletcher's home and towing the family's white wagoneer parked out front. The married mother of two is the granddaughter of a late prominent Memphis billionaire businessman and philanthropist. Fletcher's family offering a $50,000 reward for information leading to her return. More than anything, we want to see Liza return home safely. Oh. According to court records, back in 2000, Abstin was sentenced to 24 years in prison for the same offense he's been charged with today, aggravated kidnapping as well as aggravated robbery. He was released from prison in November of 2020, Robin. Why? Why are these people then let out of prison? Should not have been let out of prison. And then you get something like that. Gruesome, gruesome story. Folks, 127. Good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dePietro.com. Again, it is uh, Tuesday. Obviously, the weather forecast certainly comes into play today uh, without question. And it's just a matter of, you know, how long that this is going to go on. But, I I mean, are you kidding me? They're telling people to stay off the roads. Flood warning. Um, light rain for the next hour. We have to stay off the roads because of light rain. It's going to rain all the way through tonight. Tomorrow looks dry for the most part. Okay, and then the rest of the week. So it's really just getting through today. But the uh, the drought has certainly come to a halt. I can't believe these. It is. It's got to be some um, email or something to all the supporters went out. And told all the McKee people, get out there and um, get on social media and start uh, defending the, uh, the governor and blah, blah, blah. I mean, it, it is just, it's so pathetic just how much they have um, people out there trying to defend him. And, and defend what, though? Uh, I don't care what that they would that is inexcusable. There's no way that 
that the roads should have flooded over yesterday. And especially, no one's talking about that 610 connector. I mean, that is really just ludicrous that that is going on. So it is um, avoidable. They, these people get millions, millions, hundreds of millions in money, of, uh, of funding. And the truck tolls and everything else. There was zero reason why that 95 and the 610 connectors should have flooded over like that. Ah, Mayor Lombardi says the first North Providence high school football game of the season is still on for Friday night after Monday's rain partially flooded the brand new artificial turf field. (laughs) Good luck with that. Oh, yeah. I'm sure these people can build a $150 million soccer stadium. What could go wrong with that? I'm sure these the same crowd. They would have no problem redoing the Superman building. What a joke. So the debate is tonight. We have to just hope that that uh, that everybody has essentially um, that they will just tune up Governor McKee because he deserves it. That was so weak hiding yesterday. And, you know, I, I actually checked his Twitter feed and he removed anything about the storm. Oh, no, he does have it back. Wait a minute, then which one was I looking at? Huh, that's odd. All right, we're going to continue to watch the weather and the road conditions. Boy, that's that makes you feel better. Folks, the one to watch is Nellie Gorbea with these... Nellie Gorbea with the Spanish mail ballots... Here she is, Sabina Matos, building the housing our state needs. She was at a photo op this morning in East Providence. And there's Sheldon and Cicilline and the governor and Senator Reed and the mayor of East Providence. And they all have their shovels and she's got a raincoat on. There was no reason for her to be speaking other than, and on top of that, she did, as I said, she... I like how she tweets in Spanish. That's helpful. I just joined Governor McKee, our DOT, to provide an update on floods and conditions. Flash flood warnings are in effect. Stay off the roads. What a joke. Hmm. Folks, totally, totally unacceptable. We're going to find out. The, the primary is a week from today. By the way, let me just check how... Um, Voting is going in Massachusetts on this primary day. It is primary day in the state of Massachusetts. Let me just check the uh, Boston Globe. It's game day. Mass voters head to the polls for primary races. Uh, Governor, Attorney General, Secretary of State, Suffolk County District Attorney. Um, Let me just see what else. I'll read that story. Um, T officials say nearly 60% of repair work has been completed on the orange line during the shutdown. That sounds good. That sounds positive. Okay. Okay. It's 
game day, Massachusetts. Massachusetts voters headed the polls today to cast vote ballots, primary elections, key offices. Game day tweeted Attorney General Maura Healey. Democrat essentially running unopposed for her party's gubernatorial nod after Sonia Chang Diaz quit the race in June. Polls were open. Let's build a Massachusetts that doesn't leave any family behind. Now, Rhode Island has the latest primary. Primary for next Tuesday. On the GOP side, gubernatorial candidate Chris Dowdy, Rentham businessman, also tweeted, get out the vote, supporters. Polls are open. Make a major step, make Massachusetts more affordable. Let's do it. His opponent, Jeff Deal, also rallied voters via Twitter. Friends, it's time. It's primary day. Polls are open. He also urged people to vote for him and candidate for Lieutenant Governor Lee Allen. Polls are open till 8 o'clock. Not every polling location open without a hitch. Uh Uh-oh. Voters in Barnstable face delays Tuesday as they work through mechanical issues. Um, Let's see. Um, According to a spokesman, Secretary of State William Galvin, they remedied it. He's squaring off Tuesday against Boston, Tuesday against Boston NAACP president for the Democrat nod for Secretary of State. Let's see. Another statewide race to watch. Democrat primary attorney general, Boston City Council president Andrea Campbell against labor lawyer Shannon Liss Reardon. Let's see. Um, then there's a bruising Democrat primary for Suffolk County D.A. Current DA, Kevin Hayden, is running against Boston City Council, Ricardo Orero. The race has been marred in scandal. Old sexual assault coming to light against Aurora when he was a teenager. Hayden facing scrutiny of the handling of a police misconduct case. So, um, let's see. One man want to remain anonymous. Uh... I'm trying to get a handle on just how turnout is. We'll find out. Let's see. In Revere, voters slowly trickled into the Revere High Gymnasium. By 10 a.m., 350 votes have been cast. But the vast majority of those were early and absentee ballots. There you go. Um, Okay, so we'll follow the Massachusetts situation. Let me just read this by Beth Tadell. Quiet quitting was just the beginning. Meet quiet dieting, quiet parenting, quiet cooking. Quiet quitting, a.k.a. workers doing only as much as they paid for, is a positive development in the ongoing employees versus management battle. But in our pandemic, why limit it to just our jobs? We're being asked to do way much outside of the nine to five. It's time for a revolution, a quiet one. Quiet parenting, quiet dieting, quiet laundry. Quiet parenting, quiet co-parenting, a must for every parent who unfailingly enrolls in all the activities, remembers the password, scans the 10-page school newsletter, maintains the family Google calendar, and signs up in January for fall sports. In this scenario, one simply stops. Do not open the emails. Stop color-coding the calendars. Assume your co-parent will pursue the activities in classes. When questioned by your loved ones about this possibly happen, say, but I thought someone else was in charge. Um, quiet cooking, TikTok, food influences. People say food is love, notwithstanding making dinner every night is a schlep. It's time for quiet cooking. 
so one becomes suspicious. Start with dishes that involve pre-washed, pre-cut, pre-cooked items. Quiet grooming. <laughs> Quiet offloading. All right, so I think people are slowly coming back to work. It was pretty gnarly. Photos and videos from Cranston shows impact of heavy flooding. It is just ridiculous. Wow. Of course, people screaming about, see, that's climate change. I, I think it's just incompetence with the roads. As rain continues, Rhode Island surveys damage from flooding. What an absolute mess. Dan McGowan wrote how the Democrat candidates for an island governor would address flooding. Hmm. Uh, we'll talk to him tomorrow. Tonight is, by the way, again, the final debate. Who took that? Okay. Somebody took a photo that's just rocketed. Ryan Welch, WPRI. That showed 95 completely closed over. Wow. That is, Rhode Island said better Mondays, wrote Dan McGowan. <laughs> what an embarrassment, folks. How much longer the McKee experiment is over? I mean, this is ridiculous. But we're going to find out. Right? We're going to find out. Now, I also want to play the, um, let's play the Channel 12 piece about Nelly Gorbea in the voting. Because that is significant. And as Justin pointed out, how about the people that that voted and should not have been voting, as a matter of fact? So um, it, the, the, with the uh, mail ballots, and that was a problem. And then they're saying the machines are a problem. So in something that should not be discounted is the fact it wasn't lost on me. And folks, good afternoon at 139. It was not lost on me that the Board of Elections in Gorbea, they were acting like uh, you know, the scarecrow as far as, you know, it was it was hot potato and past the buck and pointing it at each other and pointing everywhere else. Um, there was no, no one would step up and say, I know what went wrong and this happened, you know, because of me and blah, blah, blah. I mean, not even close. Totally. Now that should also, that will come up in the, um, in the debate tonight. And it should come up in the debate tonight. But something that is of concern is how much Gorbea and the Board of Elections play a shell game of who's really in charge when it comes to, you know, something goes wrong and, you know, who, who's really taking uh, control of it. So... Then this business of the Spanish mail ballots, I mean, gee, I wonder what could go wrong with that. Early voting mishap. (laughs) 
I want to hear the Channel 12 piece on this. New Rhode Island machines displayed wrong candidates on Spanish ballot. As Justin pointed out, 55 people voted with the wrong names on the ballot. How is that possible? Folks, as we know, listen, our elections are not legitimate. They're just not. And illegals are voting because there's nothing to stop them. All right, let's hear. This was the uh, Channel 12 piece on it. Candidates were loaded onto the Spanish language ballots of new voting machines being used during early voting in four cities. Uh. Elections officials say the problem has now been fixed, but not until after a voter discovered it. Target 12 investigator Steph Machado has been asking elections officials a lot of questions and joins us now live in studio with what we know. Steph? State elections officials say this only affected those who used the new express vote machines and selected Spanish. That's where some candidate names from 2018 were listed instead of this year's candidates. Secretary of State Nelly Gorbea is now calling on the Board of Elections to audit the machines ahead of the September 13th primary. These are the new express vote machines being used statewide for the first time in the primary election this year. The machines are meant to help those with disabilities vote, but any voter can opt for the touchscreen ballot marking instead of filling out a paper ballot if they want. On Tuesday, a Providence voter trying to cast their ballot found 2018 candidate names instead of the ones from this year. Secretary of State Nellie Gorbea says the third-party vendor Election Systems and Software uploaded the wrong file to the machines. We provide the information of what goes on the ballots, the names of the candidates and what positions they're running for. The company then uploads that information onto the screens. So have you looked into whether your staff inadvertently sent a 2018 ballot? We did not. We actually went back and verified all of our steps along the way. Gorbea says while her office sent the correct candidates, the Rhode Island Board of Elections, a separate state agency has physical custody of the machines and was responsible for checking that the right names were uploaded. Board of Elections Executive Director Bob Raposa declined to be interviewed but said in a statement, quote, we are working closely with ESNS and the Office of the Secretary of State to understand how this error occurred and to ensure that it never happens again. I want to reassure all Rhode Island voters that this issue has been resolved and they can have full confidence casting their ballots utilizing express vote ballot marking machines. So Rhode Island Fire, the vendor that we use for these machines? Yes. I think that now my office, which uh, is, is also looking at the situation with the vendor, we need to review all of the legal recourses that we have, as well as financial recourses that we have. So Mike and Shannon, in addition to looking into what happened here, Gorbea is calling on the Board of Elections to audit all of those machines before they're used in the September 13th primary. Steph, do we know how many voters may have been affected by this issue? Yeah, so elections officials say 55 voters used the express vote machines in the affected cities, Providence, Central Falls, Woonsocket, and Pawtucket, before this problem was discovered. But we don't know how many of those 55 selected Spanish, which was the only ballot affected here. So as far as we know, somewhere between 1 and 55 voters were affected here, guys. All right, Steph, thank you very much. Listen, totally, she is fair game. That should not have happened. Completely unacceptable, folks. Sheer incompetence by the McKee administration. Oh, excuse me, by the Gorbea, the Gorbea administration. So, no, that should not have happened. Rhode Island State Police arrest 14 for DUI over the week, holiday weekend. Not enough. 14 people arrested Friday evening to Monday morning. Not enough. The laws should be tighter. The laws should be tougher. 
that should not have been going on. That should not. But I want to get back to this is ridiculous with the voting. I mean, folks, they, they, they set this in motion. They set it absolutely set it in motion for ballot harvesting and to just have what is just going to be just a mess. And they're battling it out. But people have to decide. I mean, do we really? We can't do any better than Governor McKee. He and, and that Matos, she is the worst. Completely incompetent. Should not be there. Should not be there. She should not be the lieutenant governor. But it was done as a contest. And so therefore, you know, that's how Governor McKee decided to do it. But the state deserves much better, much more, a much more qualified individual than Lieutenant Governor Sabina Matos. And as we talked about earlier, the fact that she decided, you know what, I don't need to debate and blew off the channel um, and blew off the channel 10 debate. I, I, that shouldn't be that that is should not be allowed. What do you what do you mean you're blowing off the debate? You were not even elected. You were not even elected lieutenant governor. Not that that would be an excuse, but at least then it's someone like, hey, listen, I was elected and I know what I'm doing. And so therefore, blah, blah, blah. But this business of her. And and again, he brings her everywhere. But it's very transparent of exactly, you know, what their whole, what their whole deal is. I mean, it just is. And it shouldn't, it shouldn't exist that way. So now we're going to find out tonight. I hope they're very aggressive. Um, Governor McKee has had a turbulent relationship, to put it mildly, with Channel 12. Governor McKee has. So I hope that they're not overly cautious about that. Meaning, I hope they don't go easy on him because I don't think he was in a big hurry to agree to do a debate with them. So I hope as a result of that, you know, they don't feel, all right, he's agreed to do it, so I guess we should go easy on him and blah, blah, blah. I mean, I don't think so, but he is... Let me just check the latest. Heavy rain is over. Steady rain will can gradually turn to showers. My God. I mean, is there no end to this stuff? Um, let me see what else. Just checking some of the news of the day. Um, let me check now nationally, folks. Good afternoon. Trump appointed judge courts controversy with her Mar-a-Lago order. Deeply problematic. Indictment could result in reputational harm. I don't believe more truth, trouble, liquidation. Trump linked quickly adjourns meeting seeks to vote to delay merge with ex-president's firm. I don't know what's. I mean, I, somebody posted that that Truth Social, President Trump's app, Truth Social, that they owe a vendor. I did. I think I saw like one point six million, but. 
is is that really a problem? Um, he he's 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 worth billions, right? I don't I, like none of that makes sense to me. Um, but the Drudge Report is using a president a picture of President Trump. I don't think he would like. It's not the most flattering. He was, uh, boy, he had it going at the rally in Saturday night in Pennsylvania. But I'm still just, folks, at 149. I'm just uncomfortable with his, with the choice of legal, the people that are um, representing him legally. Put it mildly. Very uncomfortable with that. As I've said, as I've said in the past, I don't think he has the best possible people that are representing him. And this is, you know, obviously very, very serious. And when you're dealing with the Department of Justice and the FBI, I would think you want, this is just me, but I would think you want best possible people available, period. Without question. And obviously that has not been the case. That has not been the case. So, um, and and it is, you, you, you can't deny, not that anyone's trying to, but you, you, the decision by the Supreme Court and the effect that could be having on the midterms can't be understated. Cannot be understated. All right, folks, good afternoon. Right now it is, let's see, 150, 151, excuse me, on, it's Tuesday, September 6th. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Let me just stay on schedule here. Let's see, this portion of the program, well, I want to once again mention I, we just had our roof uh, power wash, Jamie's power wash, just the other day. Because I don't like having that green algae, moss algae that can develop. So I contacted Jamie's power wash. And you can do the same. He is on Facebook. You can call him, 401-837-4545. And it's Jamie's power wash. He is, I think he's terrific. He's professional. Handyman services as well, but professional power washing, deck staining, you know, it can damage the surface if you allow it to linger on the surface. So contact Jamie. He uh, he does a very, very thorough job. Call him for a free quote. Jamie's Power Wash, 401-837-4545. And I'll tell you this, you don't want to go through the winter having that green algae, moss, mildew, having it being on a surface. Because it can damage the the surface throughout. Because it just it, it'll lie dormant in the cold weather, but it doesn't necessarily it doesn't go away. So give him a call. He does a uh, fantastic job, folks. I want to once again invite you to uh, visit the website dipetro.com. Now, right now it's one fifty two, and I, I I think yesterday I don't blame people for slamming Governor McKee. Governor McKee's lucky. He's fortunate the debate is tonight and not uh, that it wasn't last night. I don't know if he would have been able to get there. But but he'll have his talking points down and he'll talk about climate change 
and he'll have his DOT and kind of act like it was like an act of God. But visit the website, tepedro.com, because first of all, we have um, the shop where you can get great different information, or excuse me, merchandise. You, If you want to get in touch with me, I mean, the show has never been stronger than it is right now. We use all the, you know, between the live stream and obviously being on the radio Monday through Friday from 11 to 2. And we use the website as well. You can reach me that way. Um, so, folks, it's a happening. But visit the website, petro.com. And at the top, again, you, you'll see on the, they call it the dashboard, home Meet John DePietro, radio show, shop, advertise, and contact. If you want to contact me, many people do email me through the website, petro.com. We have our moving headlines at the top. And um, so I also hope it looks like Channel 12 is not bucking to that Louis Daniel Monez. He was polling at, I think, like 1%. And... He is excluded from the debate tonight. I just want to see if there's any other type of uh, update. Um, he has his tweet. Let's get corpus interest out of government. So he doesn't like that. He didn't raise enough money. He's not pulling it off. Listen, he, the guy should not be running for governor. And he's not even a doctor. He's not a medical doctor. Seems like a nice guy. But he doesn't like that. That what Helena folks is in the race, folks. Helena folks ran CVS. She'd be a far more competent governor than the crowd we have. Let me see what else he has. In as much as in kind is distinct in the criteria, he's the one that that uh, Governor McKee was trying to get included, just to. Give him some more time to talk. He also puts Spencer Dickinson did not have contribution totals and was included. Contributions are defined by Rhode Island campaign finance laws. Joy Fox in the very poll you reported on did not meet 5%, yet Dr. Barr was excluded. Um, they're claiming there's inconsistency. And then you have these other people. Um, I, 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 Go along with it. You don't need these people. Some of these people, a true Democrat debate should include the guy at 1%. You're just, the only reason why Governor McKee wants you is to take time away from some of the others. That's it. You know, he seems like a nice enough guy, seems like an earnest individual, but... The whole purpose of running is to try to win. And some of, some of the people that run, they think that um, they think that the, the way this works is they get on the stage and they have this incredible dominating debate performance and everyone in the state watches it and everyone in the state rallies behind them. You know, Justin Katz, who we talked to earlier, actually made a very good point. I, I don't know how many people are going to watch tonight. I don't know how many people are going to watch debate. I have people on my page that don't even know who the lieutenant governor is. I don't know how many people are going to watch tonight. Plus, it's been such a focus on the early voting and the ballot harvesting, which is wrong. They should get rid of it, folks. They absolutely should get rid of the ballot harvesting. 
That's, that does not improve democracy, having campaigns going along collecting ballots. Right now, good afternoon. It's 157. It's Tuesday, September 6th. And you're listening to The John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of the program is brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Folks, a delicious meal or a drink. Football season kicks off Thursday night. They're waiting for you at the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. So that is something to, I think, look forward to. And that is the, um, well, definitely the debate tonight. I mean, this is it. And, and I'll tell you, the real pressure is on this. And I don't know. It, it may be too late. It may be too late. It's too, I'll, t- I'll say this. It's too bad. It's unfortunate. It's wrong. Because tonight should be where you have a 20% undecided and then they watch the debate in an ideal world and they say, you know what, I'm going to go with so-and-so. But they have totally screwed up our election cycle. Now, today is primary day in Massachusetts. Polls close at 8 o'clock, so you still have time to vote. Rhode Island is next Tuesday. So then you still have all of this week with the early voting. And then next Tuesday, we go to the polls when I will vote like many of you. I think it's wrong. I think it's unfair to the voter. I think it's unfair to the candidate. I don't like, as I've talked about, all this collecting of ballots. You know, they always try to highlight the handicapped, the shut-in, the elderly. They always try to highlight that. Uh, They skip over the fact that the campaigns are collecting ballots, that the unions are ballot harvesting, that the special interests, that you have people that can go out and collect a 1,000 ballots. And what's the controversy that emerged? Nelly Gorbea in Spanish mail ballots. Is there anyone that has confidence in that system, Spanish mail ballots? So I do not. I think it's wrong. Uh, I'm not a fan of it in any way. I don't think that's what the system should be. And that's where we are right now. So listen, it's going to rain a little bit more. Flood watch still in effect. It's 159. I will be doing Facebook Live later. The Channel 12 debate is tonight. And we'll break it down tomorrow. It's John DePietro. I hope everyone, listen, be careful out on those roads. And I agree. Listen, if it can wait a day, it's going to be dry over the next couple of days. So listen, stay tuned. The 2 o'clock news is next. I'll be doing Facebook Live later today before the debate. And stay dry on this Tuesday. WNRI Winsocket. W260DC. WNRI.